while the food comes. Things not working. Your damn thing's not working? My sign's not signing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Fabernitz. Shut up. I am Joey Bonnier. And here he is, the man of the hour, the host with the most, Sean O'Brien. Happy New Year, everybody. I like toast. Hello. It is January 1st. Is it? It is. Really? Yeah. You sure about that? Is that how that works? Positive. Jesus Christ. Isn't that exciting? Make it happen. All I want for Christmas is a new year. All I want for Christmas is you. Nope. It's not, it's in the next, it's not Christmas. You got Christmas last episode. Yep. We got bored. Now I got a new year. (laughs) Do you have New Year's uh, resolutions? I don't do that actually. Do you? Sometimes. We used to do New Year's predictions. Mm. Like who's going to die? Like who's going to be nominated president? Uh, yeah, like who's gonna die? For actually, for years, my dad wrote "Bob Hope Dies" mm. for like five, you know, whatever. Actually, it's probably more like eight years in a row. And then missed it the year he died. I don't remember. I don't know. Wait, if he, is Bob I, Hope dead? Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't remember when he stopped doing it, but I think it might have. I Living? think he may have stopped <laughs> both. When did when he my stop dad, beating his when wife? My dad stopped doing the predictions, mm. or I, it might have been around the time we stopped doing predictions. In Your general. dad's famous prediction episode, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? For this coming year? Sure. Or, well, for predictions or resolutions? Uh, I do have one or two. What do you got? Uh, I want to make a movie and I want to write an album. Nice. Hmm. In a year? Yeah. Good for you. Well, we'll help you make that happen, sir. Mr. Fall? I won't. Yeah. No, Sean Fall actually will. I'll make him. <laughs> he's going to be doing sound for my film, so God he's going to have to do it. Yeah. Mr. Fall? Um, yeah, apparently I'm resolving to work on Joey's movie. <laughs> um, I think you agreed earlier. We had a verbal uh, confirmation. Yeah, I'll hold you to that. If you're making a movie, I'll be there. There we go. Um, That's on tape. Yeah, we don't use tape. We haven't used tape in fucking 20 years, douchebag. I like keeping the old terms. <laughs> Sound speeds. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really do resolutions or that, you know, I, I I don't like the idea of, you know, waiting for a landmark to start something. Okay. So, like, if something is important enough to me, you know, I'll just fucking do it. Like, I won't wait six months for the new year. Okay. Interesting. But, I mean, it is the new year, so... Is there anything you want to start right now? Now you're asking if there's anything important to me. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got it. Um, anyway, I have books. What a surprise. <laughs> this fucking guy in uh, his You know, books. I almost... I Maybe I'll grab another one, too. It's fine. Um, so I have with me... <laughs> another what? Another book. It's just a oh. big... It's not... It's fine. Oh, I thought I'm I was drink. Drink. glass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was excited. You're like, actually, you're like, let's get another drink in you. I am going to agree another. Actually, grab me the Jameson. Will you please, Joey? <laughs> Thank you. Top this man off. I have with me um, John Irving's "The World According to Garp," which, if I, I, sure, I right. if I remember correctly, I mentioned one of the episodes was like the first book I really remember very much enjoying. Thank you, sir. Right. Can you just top me off? You yeah. got it. You got it. No, no, no rush. No rush. I have "White Noise" by Dom De. I don't know if it's Delillo or what I you were going to say. I don't know if it's Delillo or Delillo. Is stand up? I thought that was a character in Seinfeld. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be trash. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah, isn't it? Sorry, I gave you a lot there. Isn't I, that the uh, just another tip from your Uncle Don? Yep. Anyway, sure. Don, anyway, Don DeLeo. I'm going to say Don DeLeo. What am I looking at you for? It could be Don DeLillo. Uh White Noise. That's I really true. liked this book. Uh, I also have Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. 
Yep. I have no The Sun zombies. Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. I never heard of that. On my Kindle, I have The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. I also have Albert Ca- Albert Camus, The Stranger. Hmm. I do not have Robert Frost. That's like Frost when you poems. sit on your hands, right? But what was that? That was Robert Frost poems. That was a leftover. Yeah. And I have uh, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yep. Puppet. <laughs> Speak, puppet. I shall not dance. <laughs> F. F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Why do you make us do it? It's not yeah, as it's good. Yeah, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's funny to me. Yeah, right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's all that matters. It really is. Anything, anything pe- creeping out of you boys? I, you know, this is the first time I've actually read every single one of these books. Really? Yeah. yeah. What What's your pick if you had to make one? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. I have one that popped out of me because I've read it, but I don't know if I want to just go down that road of just picking mm. the stuff that well, I've read. Well, then you can wait or and see what Sean says, and That's then you can tell us. Okay. Let's do that. Um, Great Gatsby. Really? <laughs> what were you going to guess, Joey? Uh, the Stranger or the- You know what I fucking was going to say? I bet you, I thought you were going to pick The Stranger. Or The World According to Garp. That was my second pick. Okay. Shut up, Wayne. The um the the Stranger the Stranger is is um one of the kind of pinnacles of existentialism. Um and also pretty nihilistic as well. And The World According to Garp is both of those as well. Come to think of it. <laughs> um so okay. I never, so, I never heard of. I mean, I didn't realize even that was a book, the Garp one. I thought it was just a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a really good book. Um, Sean Vaughn between these two, movies are books before they're movies. I Most of the understand time, actually, that these days. fact. I'm just saying. And I, did I not actually know was going to say case. if you if so. White noise is funny. White noise also, by the way, is about um, uh, a professor of Hitler. <laughs> yeah. So you so just so, just so you know, you'd like this book. That was uh, one of my and, and ironically one, also one equally, was equally existential. Oh, wait, is equally white noise actually a race book? A race book? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's no. a race book? Where like, everybody uh, runs around and tries to get first. <laughs> Speed racer. Yeah. The uh, yeah. So, Shawnee Fa, between uh, the world according to Garp and the Stranger, which would you prefer? Uh, the Stranger. God damn it, guys! Because I can. It's not, the the one book I remember the least out of all these. Spectacular. All the best. What the fuck? That's how we do it. We can gauge your disinterest. You don't have you really to go can. with us. You can, you can pick what you want. No, you guys picked The Stranger. That's we are at your down. mercy. This, is, this show would be so much okay. better. Oh, great king. <laughs> if you're going to look up The Stranger, though, stay away from the Urban Dictionary. What else did Camus do? Did he do another book? Is that when you sit on your hand until it becomes numb and then jerk yourself off? Yep. Feels like someone else. Joey's now Googling. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It's not what I'm What was your know. question? What else did Albert Camus write? That was what I was going to look up. Um, so he was uh, sort of in between philosopher and... Um, the, the like He was kind of like Dostoevsky in a way. Like a lot of his... Oh, shit. This book's all fucked up. The Myth of Sisyphus, he wrote. The Damn. Myth of Sisyphus. I thought that was around for a while. Yeah, I think um, so. I don't, I don't remember this book at all. I Like I said, it is honestly the least of the books I remember. Um, <laughs> and it is nihilistic and uh, existentialist. I wish I did more research on as existentialism in general. Um, yeah, me too. Ultimately, the philosophy comes down to... Um, uh, that which is is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, Clinton. 
No, no, no. That's that's the opposite. That'd be that's more you know pedantic, whatever. Um, arguing over the definitions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So lame. That's yeah. More I mean, so, so it's just it's it's um, you know, Dostoevsky, uh, Camus, Jean-Paul Sartre. Um, it, it's it. it, it <laughs> yeah, that made sense. I'm I'm listing people's names. <laughs> what was that on the <laughs> Duchometer? <laughs> Did oh that break your What do you want from me? <laughs> What do you want from me? I'm naming the existentialists. How can it be anything French? How can it be any other dude? Yeah, that's Albert Camus. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Friedrich Dostoevsky. Yep. And Jean-Paul Sartre. What did you say last time? What did you say last time that broke my douchometer? I I forgot what it was. It was funny though. You you basically just started quoting Shakespeare in regular prose to me, and it was uh, it was it was special. I don't remember. Sounds about right. Let's just go for it. I, I I remember really enjoying this book. I think I read it senior year of high school. Um, around the same the same year I read the World According to Garp, fittingly enough, um, I th- it was either yeah no World According to Garp was the summer reading, and then I think in one of the you know at some point in the year I read this. Um, I don't remember too much about it. I know it's essentially just a guy who's sitting in prison, and um, and uh, you know much like much like uh, our earlier episode of um, Crime and Punishment, uh, it, it's it's based around. Not questions of morality per se, but questions of existentialism, I guess. Um, when I think of uh, of uh, the world the according back? to Garp, I can only think of like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I don't really know how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. I guess it's true, and it, it's not. But I don't know why. No, I, why is I, that? I know absolutely nothing about the world according to Garp. That title just kind of invokes that sort of uber nerd to me. Um, that's. You'd really like the world according to Garp. <laughs> you really would. It is very funny. And hmm. it's at its heart, more than anything else, it is funny. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't want to – we'll do the world according to Garp one day, but since we picked The Stranger, we're picking The Stranger. Right on. Um, I'll read the back. Since it was first published in English in 1946, Albert Camus' first novel, The Stranger, or Le Tranger, had a, has, a, so has had a profound – it was originally in French, has had a profound impact on millions of American readers. Uh, though the story of an ordinary man, sorry, through the story of an ordinary man who unwittingly gets drawn into a senseless murder on a sun-drenched Algerian beach. Oh, my family's from Algeria. Uh, Camus explored. Who's from Algeria? My, my mom. No, my mom was born in Algeria. Oh, the sorry. dog, sorry. Oh, right. Uh, Camus explored what he termed the, quote, the nakedness of man faced with the absurd. Now, in an illuminating and new... Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Let's just go for it, yeah? Do you have anything to ask, Joey? I thought it was interesting. I was reading about Camus. He said um, he doesn't consider himself an existentialist, and he was surprised that uh, Sartre uh, was uh, linked with him. That's fair. Sartre? Sartre, yeah. Sartre. Sartre. There's not tr. It's in the back of the throat. So, like, satire? Sure. All right, here we go. Part one. Hang on, hang on, gentlemen. We need uh we need a little bit of existentialism going on. Jeez. <laughs> Would you like me to snip your cigar, sir? Hold up. That's, Wait, what that's is that fucking do? whiskey. That's Jameson. That's not <laughs> that's not like scotch. I'm not doing a cigar and whatever. I'm what doing, does that do? So you can relight it? Doing whiskey here. Well no, uh, a good cigar doesn't come with a hole in the end. So you have to Oh, snip it you so snip you it actually... to start it. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. You gotta circumcise it. I was at one point a connoisseur. I was too, actually. I like cigars. I learned how to properly light it from a video called Nude Cigar Smoking. That is the, the I don't, I don't know what that is the most I've ever heard of, but it is it. 
Wait, what? Is it just old dudes in the nudes smoking cigars? <laughs> it's the most something I've ever heard. You, you just keep thinking that, sir. <laughs> who else smokes? That's what I think of when I think of people smoking cigars. This was before the days of uh, prevalent internet porn, so it was just an excuse to see naked chicks and learn how to light a cigar. All right, let's do this. Our Italian food's <laughs> going to be here soon, so let's just go. Damn. Laying down the law. Part one. One. You said that already. My man died today. Or yesterday, maybe. I don't know. I got a telegram from the house. Mother deceased. Funeral tomorrow. Faithfully yours. That doesn't mean anything. Maybe it was yesterday. The old people's home is at Marengo, about 80 kilometers from Algiers. I'll take the two o'clock bus and get there in the afternoon. That way I can be there for the vigil and come, come back tomorrow night. I asked my boss for, four, for two days off, and there was no way he was going to refuse me with an excuse like that. But he wasn't too happy about it. I even said, it's not my fault. <laughs> he didn't say anything. Then I thought I shouldn't have said that. After all, I didn't have anything to apologize for. He's the one who should have, offended his, who should have offered his condolences. But he probably will the day after tomorrow, when he sees them in mourning. For now, it's almost as if Mama weren't, weren't dead. After the funeral, though, the case will be closed, and everything will have a more official feel to it. Wait, it's his mom? I think so. Yeah. I thought you said my man. I did, but I, it should be mom, Maman. Okay. M-A-M-A-N. Oh, gotcha. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, it's mom, I guess, right? Yeah, Maman. Um, but maman. everything else is just regular English, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> not, not you guys, the book. It'd be interesting to, see it, to read it in French. No, it wouldn't. Might be kind of fun. I mean, you want to do it? Can you bring it up? Yeah, sure. Might try. Do you know French? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, but none of us do. Yeah. Might be kind of interesting to read read the opening line for the two people who listen in French. Well, I remember when we did the the you know the fucking Inferno episode? I did a little Italian. At least I speak French. <laughs> anyway, I'll keep going. I actually, you know, it's the fun, interesting element of translations. I I don't typically like to read books in translation and fittingly this is the only book here uh, once again this is the only book here in translation the rest of them are all like you know native english one of these things is not like the other <laughs> you guys seem to pick the one yep it's great i, I do like <laughs> that I, I really did like this book though anyway <clears throat> i caught the two o'clock bus it was very hot i ate at the restaurant at celeste's as usual everybody felt very sorry for me and celeste said you only have one mother when i left they walked me to the door. I was a little distracted because I still had to go up to Emmanuel's house to borrow a black tie and an armband. He lost an uncle a few months back. I ran so as not to miss the bus. It was probably because of all the rushing around and on top of the bumpy ride, the smell of gasoline and the glare of the sky and the road that I dozed off. Is the armband a French thing? You no, know, it's it's a it's an older thing in general, mm. like an older European thing. You wear a black band when you're uh I think it's when your mother died, actually. Yeah. It's just a morning thing, I think. Yeah, it is a morning thing. I can't. I, th I feel like it's specifically mother, though. It's probably just immediate family, I guess, because Jews do something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if it's your immediate family, you'll sit shiva, and you also will like rip your clothes. Sometimes they wear a black ribbon, or, like something like that. Oh yeah, I knew that. Rip your clothes, really? Yeah. Yes. You tear their clothes. Mm. Uh, very old school, right? You tear the, the 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 pocket. Very medieval. Hmm. I only know it from Ulysses, of course. Do you, uh, do you sew the pocket back or do you destroy the shirt after that? I don't that? think you wear that. Ever you burn it in effigy. Seriously? I don't know. Mm. No. 
just don't worry. I don't about know, that. man. Uh, I slept almost the whole way, and when I woke up, I was slumped against a soldier who smiled at me and asked if I had been traveling long. I said, yes, just so I wouldn't have to say anything else. <laughs> Sean Fye, you're going to love this book. <laughs> the home is two kilometers from the village. If it wasn't for the whole French thing, would be okay. The home is two kilometers from the village. I walked, but it's just in regular <laughs> English. It's fine. Like if you spoke English, it would still like it's just the translation. Anything and associated good... with the French is, you know, cheese eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> He's Algerian though. <laughs> you mean fromage eating? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I say something really quick about the French? Sure. Uh, everyone kind of makes fun of the French for their being like cheese eating like surrender monkeys or whatever. It's actually kind of stupid. Because... Cheese eating surrender monkeys. Yeah. You never heard that? <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah, That's very famous. Thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, one of those things you should know, by the way. That's, mm. yeah. I I'm guess. surprised. I've been sheltered because <laughs> yeah. I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> I have the French name. Everyone thinks I'm French. You're right. That's true. Anyways, hold oh, on. Yeah. Uh, so everyone cuts that from World War II, but pre-World War II, which is so ridiculous, even in World War I yeah. and before that, France was the world power. They had like the most powerful military in the entire Napoleon. world. Mm -hmm. They had a military history. They were very militarized as far as their culture, which is so funny that we make fun of them for being like wussies now is the complete opposite for like 98% of history. So, Well, we bailed them out twice in a row, right? So, Well, we, yeah, <laughs> sure. we kind of, yeah, sure. So America rules, right? Yep. The home is two kilometers from the village. I walked them. Fuck yeah. I want him to see Mama right away. Back to back chance. The caretaker told me I had to see the director first. He was busy, so I waited a while. The caretaker talked the whole time, and I saw the and then I saw the director. I was shown to his office. He was a little old man with a ribbon of the Legion of Honor on his lapel. He looked at me with his cl with clear eyes. Then he shook my hand and held it so long I didn't know how to get it loose. My thumb. He thumbed through a file, and said. Madame Merson came to me three years ago. You were her sole support. I thought he was criticizing me for something I started to uh, and I started to explain, but he cut me off. You don't have to justify yourself, my dear boy. I've read your mother's file. You weren't able to provide her for her properly. She needed someone to look after her. You earn only a modest salary, and the truth of the matter is, she was happier here. I said, "Yes, sir." He added, y "You see." You have friends here, people her own... She, you see, she had friends here, people her own age. She was able to share things from the old days with them. You're young, and it must have been hard for you, for her with you. By the way, right now, I'm I'm done trying to fix the whole book. Like, the first, <laughs> the first like, little leaf of the book fell out of the book, so I'm essentially just holding the first 16 pages of a the little hymnal of a... a little hymnal of the book. But it's very fitting and existentialist. Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't want to do it to you. I'll let you, you do the layers. <laughs> You're young, and it must have been hard for her uh, f hard for her with you. It was true. When she was at home with me, Mama used to spend her time following me with her eyes, not saying a thing. For the first few days she was for the first few days she was at the home, she cried a lot, but that was because she wasn't used to it. A few months later, and she would have cried if she had been taken out. She was used to it. That's partly why I didn't go there much this past year. And also because it took up my Sunday, not to mention the trouble of getting to the bus, buying tickets, and spending two hours traveling. The director spoke to me again, but I wasn't really listening any anymore. Then he said, I suppose you'd like to see your mother. I got up without saying anything, and he led the way to the door. On the way downstairs, he explained, We've moved into a little mortuary, so as not to just upset the others. Whenever the, one of the residents dies, the others are a bit on the edge for the next two or three days, and that makes it difficult to care for them. We crossed the courtyard where there was lots of old people chatting, uh, chatting in little groups. 
As he went by, the talking would stop, and then the conversation would start up again behind us. The sound was like the muffled jabber of, of parakeets. The director stopped at the door of a small building. I'll leave you now, Monsieur Mersault. If you need anything from me, for if you need me for anything, I'll be in my office. As is usually the case, the funeral is set for ten o'clock in the morning. The way you'd be able to keep vigil over the departed. W- one last thing. It seems you're. Is this still a quote? Sorry. As usual, as as is usually the case, if you know it's for ten o'clock in the morning, this way you'll be able to keep vigil over the departed. W- one last thing. It seems your mother often expressed to her friends her desire for a religious burial. I've taken the liberty of making this necess- the necessary arrangements, but I wanted to let you know. I thanked him. While not an atheist, Mama had never in her life given a thought to religion. I went in. It was a very bright, whitewashed room with a skylight for a roof. The furniture consisted of some chairs and some cross-shaped sawhorses. Two of them, in the middle of the room, were supporting a closet casket. A closed, Jesus, a closed casket. All you could see were some shiny screws, not screwed all the way, standing out against the walnut-stained planks. Near the casket was an Arab nurse in a white smock with a brightly covered, colored scarf on her head. Just then, the, care- the caretaker came in behind me. He must have been running. He stuttered a little. We put the cover on, but I'm supposed to unscrew the casket so you can see her. He was moving toward the casket when I stopped him. He said, you don't want to? I answered, no. He was quiet, and I was embarrassed because I felt I, should have, I shouldn't have said that. He looked at me and asked, why not? But without criticizing, as if he had just wanted to know, I said, I don't know. He started twirling his mustache, and then without looking at me again, he said, I understand. He put a nice, he had nice pale blue eyes and a reddish complexion. He offered me a chair, and then he sat down right next to me, or sat down right beside me. The nurse stood up and went toward the door. At that point, the caretaker said to me, she's got an address, she's got an abscess. I didn't understand, so I looked over at the nurse and saw that I, that she had a bandage wrapped around her head just below her eyes. Where her nose should have been, the bandage was flat. All you could see of her face was the whiteness of the bandage. When she'd gone, the caretaker said, I'll leave you alone. I don't know what kind of gesture I made, but he stayed where, I, where he was, beside me. Sorry, he stayed where he was, behind me. Having this presence breathing down my neck was starting to annoy me. The room was filling, filled with beautiful late afternoon sunlight. Two hornets were buzzing against the glass roof. I could feel myself getting sleepy. Without turning around, I said to the caretaker, Have you been here long? Right away, he answered, Five years, as if he'd been waiting all along for me to ask. After that, he did a lot of talking. He would have been very surprised if anyone had told him he would have ended up the caretaker at the Marengo home. He was 64 and came from Paris. At that point, I interrupted him. Oh, you're not from around here? Then I remembered that before taking me to the director's office, he had talked to me about Maman. He told me that they had to bury her quickly because he gets hot in the in the plains, especially in this part of the country. That's when he told me that he had lived in Paris and he'd found it hard to forget it. In Paris, they keep vigil over a body for the, for for three, sometimes four days. But he, here, you barely have time to get used to the idea before you have to start ru- uh, running after the hearse. Then his wife had said to him. Hush now, that's not the sort of thing you should be telling gentlemen. The old man had blushed and apologized. I stepped in and said, No, not at all. I thought what he'd been saying was interesting and made sense. 
In a little mortuary, he told me he'd come to the home uh, because he because he was destitute. He was in good health, so he'd offered me to take the job of a caretaker. So he'd he'd offered to take the job of the care of caretaker. I pointed out that even so, uh, even so, he was still a resident. He said no, he wasn't. I'd already been struck by the way of God damn it. I'm sorry, guys. I'd already been struck by the way he had of saying they or the others and, less often, the old people talking about the patients when some of them weren't any older than he was. But of course, it wasn't the same. He was the caretaker, and to a certain extent, he had authority over them. Just then, the nurse came in. Night had fallen suddenly. Darkness had gathered quickly above the skylight. The caretaker turned and switched. I was blinded by a sudden flash of light. He suggested I go to the dining hall for dinner, but I wasn't hungry. Then he offered to bring me a cup of coffee with milk. I like milk in my coffee, so I said yes. And he came back a few minutes later with a tray. I drank the coffee. Then I felt like having a smoke, but I hesitated because I didn't know if I could do with Maman right there. I thought about it. It didn't matter. I offered the caretaker a cigarette, and we smoked. Are the Brits the only ones that do tea? Uh, more or less, yes. Weird. No, what, really? In India, but... That's because of colonization. Correct. Uh, but China, China does tea. It's a good point. Uh, the only European countries, though. France, coffee. That's what I was gathering from what he just read. Mm-hmm. I think they also do tea, though. No? Okay. Not really. It's coffee. In France, coffee. Tea, Italian. Uh, Italian Italy coffee, is coffee. Espresso, yeah. German is just beer all the time. Beer. <laughs> well, depending on what year we were beer all the time. Depending on what year we were tea all the time. Mm. Hey, oh. Well, that's because of colonization, you're supposed to say. So I can move on. At one point, he said, Don't tell me what to say! <laughs> do Native Americans do tea? I think they might have done tea. That's what I just said. What about like uh, like Mayans and Incans? And all? No, he said Native Americans. I said Native Americans? No, he said Native. Don't, na- didn't Native Americans. You were talking about the oh, Brits. They did yeah. ayahuasca. <laughs> I don't think that's American. At one point, he said it's South, it's South American. American. Well, you, you, you regionalist. Jesus. At one point, he said continentalist. You know, your mother's friends will be coming to keep vigil too. It's, it's customary. I'm very continental. I have to go get some chairs and some black coffee. I asked him if I could turn off the turn off one of the lights. The glare on his white walls was making me drowsy. He said he couldn't. That was how he'd been wired. How they'd been wired. It was all or nothing. I didn't pay too much attention to him after that. He left, came back, and set, came back, set up some chairs. One of them he stacked some cups around, a coffee pot. Then he sat across from me on the other side of my mall. The nurse was on that side of the room, too, but with her back to me. I couldn't see what she was doing, but the way her arms were moving made me think she was knitting. It was pleasant. The coffee had warmed me up. The smell of flowers in the night air was coming through the open door. I think I dozed off for a while. It was a rustling sound that woke me up, because it had my eyes closed. The whiteness of the room seemed even brighter than before. There wasn't a shadow anywhere in front of me, and every object, every angle and curve stood out so sharply it made my eyes hurt. That's when my mom's friends came in. There were about ten in all. They floated into the blinding light without a sound. They sat down without a single chair creaking. I saw them more clearly than I had ever seen anyone. Not one detail of their faces or their clothes escaped me. But I couldn't hear them and it was hard for me to believe they really existed. Almost all the women were wearing aprons. 
and the strings, which were tied tight around their waists, made them made their bulging stomachs stick out even more. I never noticed what huge stomachs old women can have. Almost all the men were skinny and carried canes. What struck me most about their faces was that I couldn't see their eyes, just a faint glimmer of in a nest of wrinkles. When they'd sat down, most of them looked at me and nodded awkwardly. Their lips sucked in their toothless mouths so that I couldn't tell if they were getting if they were greeting me or just nervous to, or it was just a nervous tick. I think they were greeting me. It was just then that I realized that all this they were all sitting across from me, nodding their heads, grouped around a caretaker. For a second, I had the ridiculous feeling that they were there to judge me. Soon one of the women started crying. She was in the second row, hidden behind hidden behind me. Sorry, hidden behind one of her companions, and I couldn't see her very well. She was crying softly, steadily, in little sobs. I thought she'd never stop. The others seemed not to hear. There they sat, hunched up, gloomy and silent. They would look at the casket of their canes or whatever else, but that was all they had to look at. The woman kept on crying. It surprised me because I didn't know who she was. I wished I didn't have to listen to her anymore, but I didn't dare say anything. Caretaker leaned over and said something to her, but shook her head, mumbling something, and went crying as before. Then the caretaker came around to my side. He sat down next to me. After a long pause, he explained without looking at me. She was very close to your mother. Says She says your mother was her only friend, and now she hasn't got anyone. What do you guys think so far? I like it. It's like a little, it? it's a little morose, but I don't know. I, I relate to um, his awkward kind of uh, reactions to his mom's funeral. Uh, just not necessarily my mom at all, but it just, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes you don't react how people think you should, and uh, I, I don't know. I relate to that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really missing a nice spirited round of got your nose. <laughs> Who can argue with that? Thank you for listening to the fucking Adam Sandler show. It's not Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's a South Park reference. <laughs>